Okay, here we go. So we are on the end of Chavdalet in the old books. Ach Inyan Hu. So he says like this, Ach Inyan Hu, Mishum de Gam, his Iris de Hamidos TVM, who Gamkin al Piasechel Dafka. That, in fact, these Midos TVM, right, there his Iris is also through Seichel Dafka. Even though a person has this in the Midos of Nefesh. The end of the day, unless you turn on the Seichel, they're not going to be Mizgale. Namely, because what you need is. That's like turning on the light switch. Okay? Fine. Let's skip the parentheses. Where did the parentheses go until? Whoa, all the way down. She says like this. This is the choice of Seichel. That he's thinking about and meditating on the greatness of Hashem. How he is the life of all life. He's the life of all worlds. In other words, not just something that's outside of me, but even we're talking about something that's me. It's my soul. So when a person has to spend some time meditating on this, he has to start thinking about this. We did this. No? Because he's my life. That's the Chaim Misim. So when a person is meditating on the greatness of Elokus, so what happens? So then all of a sudden he starts to have this unbelievable desire for Elokus. And he wants to, he wants to, have Elokuz Dafka, you know, to cleave to him, Be'emeth. Hey, how does he do it, though? So the question comes out, how, how do I cleave to Hashem? Right? In other words, a person finally gets it into his system that this is what he wants. He wants Hashem. Okay, fine. You want Hashem. Very nice. Well, how do I get Hashem? What, like, how do I do it? How do I, how do I quench that thirst, to put it that way? So he says the way to do it is he has to learn Torah. That's the way to do it. Which chapter talks about this in Tanya? We just did it in Chitas. Five, right. Right, that the greatest way to connect to Hashem is to learn Hashem's Torah. Why? Because it's his Chachma and his, his Ratzon. And when I become one with my Chachma to his Chachma, my Ratzon to his Ratzon, that's the greatest thing. Right, the orange of Baruchu, Malubish with Torah. The orange of is Malubish in the Torah. Come on, she calls to how you are very my Ela, she are noichi mitzavacha. Like it says, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Right, be a half day, Savaylo Kacha, Behold of Abcha, Behold Nafshaka, Behold me a deha, but how you had very my Ela, she are noichi mitzavacha. That it's Dafka what? That these words, Dafka, the words of the Torah, this is how. Anoichi mitzavacha. That's how I'm connecting to you. Anoichi being Hashem, mitzavacha being the connection. Yes, shemulubash bavachinas anoichi that he's enclosed in the level. Right, <clears throat> what level is enclosed in the Torah? The level of anoichi is enclosed. By yidei shemish kasher daisov machshavaso b'tayra, and through him 
Mekasher his das and his machshava and Torah. Harehu miskasher mizabek ba'orein sof baruchu. That's how he's able to connect to the orein sof. That's the idea. That's the connection. Yes. V'chein al yidei kiyuma mitzvus. Also through the kiyuma mitzvus. Harehu mizabek ba'elokus. Right. He's also enclosed in elokus. He's also cleaving to elokus. He's also connecting to elokus. Okay, so that was all positive. Number one, what am I going to do? I'm going to learn Torah. Number two, I'm going to do mitzvahs. Now it goes the other way. Also, he's going to be very afraid. He's going to be very scared. He's having a fear. He's going to be very careful. It's for anything that's going to do any damage to his soul. Anything that could distance him from Hashem. Chaz v'shalom. Right? So what he's saying here is what? He's saying here is that all of this is coming from the meditation. In other words, the meditation on Hashem is the thing that brings out the midos. Which midos? The midos of wanting to connect to Hashem. You're recognizing that this is my life. Remember going back to the meditation that we had on the page before. Right? Right, that he is my life, he is my whole being, like we just said now, starts off by understanding that it's the life not of the entire world. Right? Then he goes to the point that it's it's my soul, this is my life, this is my whole energy that's coming into me. This is the whole Matthias, right? That's going into me, it's flowing into me. Right? That's really me. Right? That's Hashem. That's flowing there. Then he realizes, okay, but I, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm not... I'm involved in all these different things. The more I meditate, the more I'm going to get into it. The more I'm going to feel Hashem, the more I want to be close to Hashem. Okay, so now I start to think, okay, I have to, this emotion has to go somewhere. So we're going Seichel, emotion, right? Right, Chabad, Chagas, right? Then we have to get to Malchus. We have to get to, how do I bepoil, how do I manifest this? Right, how am I going to manifest it? Tyre and Mitzvah is in the positive. And being very careful in the negative. Careful from anything that is going to be marchik me, going to distance me from Hashem. Yeah. Yeah. The period on Seichel is like, in the beginning it's like we're talking about like choosing. I feel like now he's just using the period on Seichel, like using using your your Not like really like choosing. No, you're not choosing your Chachma. You're choosing what you want to do. Yeah. Not, that's not where the Bechira is. The Bechira is after you've meditated, you choose. This is what I want to do with my life. But you have to have, like, in other words, someone could put two jelly beans in front of you, right? Which one are you going to choose? Right? The, the point is, is that you start to think, well, which one would I rather? What, what, I usually like red color better than black color. So I'll, I think I'll choose the red color. Right? He chooses something. Right? Now, that's the, that's the language that we're using. Now, Bechira is in other places in Hasidus talks about, oh, it's completely equal and everything. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Right now, what we're talking about is, is making a choice to do the right thing. How are you expected to make a choice to do the right thing? The only way you're supposed to be able to make a choice to do the right thing is by first thinking about what's, what am I going to gain out of this situation? What's good for me? Right? Is it better for me to go and spend my time going to the movies or is it better for me to spend my time learning Gemara? 
Well, why? Why should? What, what's the difference? I think it's a lot of fun going to the movies. It's a good thing to do. It's fun. It's fun. It's enjoyable. I can relax a little bit. So you start to think more about Hashem. Hashem is my life. Hashem is my, my old Matthias. Hashem is giving me everything. Hashem is, right, is the neshama inside of me, is, is being activated. Is Hashem really, in, in, right? You start to think more and more like that. So then he realizes that, wait a minute, you know, I have to do things that are going to, to develop this relationship, right? So that's the Bechira that we're talking about. He's, so he chooses, you know, it would be better to, to go with something that's going to be better for my life than something that's worse for my life. Yeah. Also, when you say learning Torah, you said it doesn't have to be like uh, even if you don't learn Lishma, it's still the same connection. What? what? Like, even if you don't learn Lishma, is it? Like so you're learning for the purpose of coming close to Hashem. That's what he talks about in Parakeh of Tanya. It's not the exact uh, total Lishma that it talks about in other places, but it's also very good. Yeah, for sure. What? Yep. How we can uh, feel a connection with that part? So, the body of UK, that's the world no manifest of Hashem, so we need to connect with that part, but how? So, in all the books say, okay, we need to, with our Chochmah, connect with the Chochmah of Hashem, but the how? So. By learning Torah, that's what he's saying. He's saying, by, by you putting your mind into Torah. The question that you're asking is two, is two different questions. So you're not really asking that question. What you're asking, if I'm not mistaken, based on what you said, is that how come I'm not feeling anything? If I'm not feeling anything, I'm not feeling it. This is, this is my problem. That's a different question altogether. That he explained earlier in the Mimer. You have to listen to some of the tapes or something. But it's because, it's because of, uh, whatchamacallit, it's because he's too involved in, in, in things of Eilam Hazeh. If you take away from some of the things of Olam Hazah, so then he has gives himself room to feel a little bit more excitement about Hashem and about and feel his neshama. But because he's very involved in inyanim of Olam Hazah, the, the Nefesh Bahamis is not allowing him to feel anything. That's the problem. Okay, that's I think the question you were asking more. Yeah. So he says like this. Also, because of this, he's going to be very careful with his soul from anything that's going to be mazik, the nafsho, that's going to be damaging his soul. Right? That he's going to distance him from Hashem. That's, in particular, transgressing any of the 36, say, on 365 uh, negative commandments, ubefrat. Now he goes further. When a person will meditate on how they are ragamar, legamre, how they're totally the opposite of elokus. So he's now giving. Right before we were giving a meditation. <laughs> Excuse me, we were giving a meditation for the positive side, right? How we want Elokus, how Elokus is my life, how Elokus is the highest of the world, how Elokus is, right, the Chaya Chayim, Chaya Oilam, everything like that. Now we're saying, why shouldn't I do evil? So the problem is that in, in our minds, evil is 
a terrorist walking around with a big scar on his face and an AK-47. And the truth is that that is 100% evil. There's no question about that. But that's not the evil that we're talking about here. The evil that we're talking about here is what my Nefesh Bahamis is saying is absolutely delicious. Right? It is watching that movie. It is spending time watching TV. It is spending time uh, arguing with someone because you're upset with them. It is all of these things that we do that are natural to us, that we want to do, which our Nefesh Bahamis is saying, this is so delicious. This, the Tanya says, is evil. And so the, we have an b- inherent dilemma that each one of us face. What's our inherent dilemma that each one of us face? We have a Nefesh Bahamis that is saying, look at this beautiful, delicious thing that I want to spend my time doing. I want to spend my time wasting time, you know, scanning through the internet, looking at all the news, looking at all this, looking at all that, looking at all, right? I'm just trying to throw a few different ideas out there. What? Right, watching, watching football, right? Watching football all day, watching basketball, watching soccer for the people here from South America. <laughs> spending, spending two hours of your life just sitting there watching a bunch of people kick around a hot air or light air or soft, cold air, right? Pelota, right? This is, this is, this is in my mind, very fun. It's very relaxing, it's very fun, it's a great way to spend time with your neighbors, right, with your friends, drink a few beers, whatever. Well, that looks delicious. Or sit back, watch a movie, sit back, or, you know, and, or even more things that we know that we shouldn't be doing, think, seeing things that, you know, any nice Jewish boy shouldn't be looking at, right? And, and my nephew Bahamis is telling me, this is so delicious, this is so wonderful, this is so great, this is lovely, like, why shouldn't I do this, right? So... Here, the Rebbe is turning around and saying, wait a minute. We have to meditate also on this. In other words, just like it took us effort to get to the point to say that I want to spend my time learning Taira, well, why do I want to spend my time? Maybe I'll think that it's boring learning Taira. Well, the more you think about that this is Hashem's wisdom, this is Hashem's will, what is Hashem? You think about Hashem, the more excited you're going to be about learning Taira. Right? Otherwise, you know, like, why should I bother? There's maybe I want to learn economics instead, right? Or maybe I want to learn science, or I want to learn whatever. No, you recognize that the Abishter is my life. The Abishter is the life of all the worlds. The Abishter is this. On and on and on. You start thinking now. So, how do I connect today? Oh, Taira. Oh, I want to learn Taira. I want to learn another piece of Gemara. I want to learn another Rashi, another Gemara. I want to learn these things, right? So, in the same way that I did Bacharta Bachayim, in terms of my brain getting involved in the story, I have to do on the other side as well. That's what he's saying here. If a person starts to think by watching, spending two hours watching a movie, right, what I'm doing is I'm intensifying the evil in the world. He says, well, it's hard to believe. By me spending the time watching a movie, it's intensifying the evil in the world. And he says, yes. And things, I mean, that's like one of the softer things, right, that we've been talking about, but like maybe doing other things that are really, really wrong, right, that I know are wrong, is really intensifies the evil in the world, right? So the more a person starts thinking about that, so he starts to think to himself, wait a minute, you know, I really don't want to intensify the evil in the world. Well, what does that mean? That's like very theoretical, intensifying the evil in the world. That sounds like such a, like, a, like what, what is that? 
well, you know, this is what has caused, you know, all, anyone that wants to learn a little bit about, get a little bit more about Yerushimayim, should just learn Nach. I told you this many, many times. Go through Nach. Read it. What's the story of Nach? It's the same story over and over again. The Jews do Averis. It caused there to be evil in the world, basically, by doing these Averis. It doesn't say that in Nach. It just says that they do Averis. And what happens? Then one of the countries in the south, the west, the north, the east, well, not really the west, the Mediterranean is in the west, but, right? but they come and they attack the Jews and they kill lots of people. And then what happens is that they, they take over uh, this part of Eretz Yisrael and they, they you didn't have to be under their dominion and they make their lives terrible and they take back a lot of slaves and everything. Then the Jews do tshuva. And they realized that their ways were terrible and they did the wrong thing and everything like that. So then what do they do? So then they, they do tshuva and they want to fix things up. And then Hashem sends some savior, uh, some prophet or some judge or some whoever. And he comes and he gets together the, the, the Jewish people and they fight a war and they miraculously win out over an enemy that is 10 times larger or 10 times more destructive or whatever you want to say. And then... They live in prosperity and peace and wonderfulness for X amount of years. Then what happens? Then they start doing bad things again. And then what happens is that someone comes and invades them from the south. And they kills a lot of people and uh, rapes and tortures all the people. You know, it sounds, sounds pretty familiar. This is happening in 2023. This is not the year, you know, 1000 BC or whatever, 500 BC or whatever you want to call it. They're talking about today. This is the same thing that happened. Is exactly what's going on, right? This is this is so. This is what it means to intensify evil. So I have to take this message to myself, and you have to take this message to yourselves, right? It's not like I'm on some pedestal somewhere. I'm preaching down at you. That's for sure not the case, right? But we all have to take the Hasidist literally because that's what he's saying here. Let's look at it again. When a person realizes that these negative commandments are ragamor, right? Now, obviously, he's talking to a Chassidish Bachar here. So he's not talking about it. He's not imagining that you're smoking a cigarette on Shabbos, and he's not imagining that you're going driving to the beach on Shabbos, and he's not imagining that you're eating, you know, a double cheeseburger or something like that. This is not what we're talking about here. So what is it that we're talking about here? Well, we all know what we're talking about here, right? We all know what, we're all, what our own issues are. We don't have to spell them out. But we all are doing the wrong things in certain areas. This is what we talked about. We've talked about this again and again and again. So when a person is misbein eich shehein ragamor hefchalukus legamre, how it's the opposite of lukus legamre because she yasechas v'shalom achad me mitzvah Hashem, asher lo tasena. And when a person actually is over on him loisaiseh, harehu goyrim his gavrus hara, he causes there to be his gavrus hara, right? He causes there to be a winning out of the evil. And klipas with sitra acher. This is the klipa and the sitra acher. Shemizgavrin al tzada kedusha that wins out over the tzada kedusha, right? Hein lamaila vehein lamata. That's upstairs and downstairs. Ba'ilam, right? Ubinavsho, both in the world and in his soul. Da'idei kol aveira pratius through every individual avein rachmanul asanhari who pogim lamaila v'kamoi. Now he's going to start a very, very interesting discussion. Right? Now this discussion is a discussion of Krishma Shalamita, right? Which is fascinating. And we're going to go through, and we're going to 
skip for a week, but then we're going to come back to it. But he's going to go through, if you remember, in every day, in Kriyashma Shalomita, what we're supposed to say is, right, over here, after we say, Hashem Nebogadnu, it says, Yehirat Som, Lefanecha, Hashem Elokeinu, Velokeinu, Vosein, Sheim, Chatati, Aviti, Pashati, Lefanecha, Pagamti, Boaz Yud. If I made a blemish in the Oz Yud, Shal Shimcha Agadol, of Yud Kei Vav right? Bebitl Kriyashma. With Bitl, I didn't say Kriyashma. Both Alev Shal Adnai, right? Venichayavti, etc., etc. I'm getting a punishment of Skila. Yotzeba. I take upon myself skila, but was stoned by the letter Aleph, Shalshem Adnai, with the Now, obviously here, obviously here, we're not talking about um, probably belong in go to room B. Be. So obviously we're not talking, if someone is busying himself in saying Kriyashma Shalamita and he's saying these parts of Kriyashma Shalamita, suffice it to say, he probably didn't forget to say Kriyashma that day. Right? I mean, look at, the, look, at the, look at the sins that we're talking about here. Someone that didn't say Kriyashma, someone that didn't put on tefillin, right? Someone that didn't put on tzitzis. Someone who was bitl and, and he didn't, and he didn't uh, say Shmona Esrei that day. I mean, it, it seems to me that obviously that if he's busying himself and saying this part of Krishna, presumably that is not really relevant to him. So obviously, this is not what it means. Because if this is what it means, then we're talking to the wrong people here. Right? This guy that's up at night saying Krishna, saying a full Krishna with all the little paragraphs and everything like that, I can assume that he put on on that day. So... Is it just the, the Rebbe made this here so he could feel, the person could feel like him patting himself on the back? Because he's saying, oh, you see, this isn't talking about me. I, I, it's, it's, talking about, it's talking about the guy, you know, down the block. You know, he's the one that didn't say Shema. He's the one that didn't put on tzitzis. He's the one that didn't put on tefillin. He probably didn't even say Shema Esri today. Oh, that's this guy. But me, so the whole point of these four paragraphs is just to pat oneself on the back and say, wow, I'm a big tzaddik. Obviously not. So clearly, it's referring to something a lot more than that, right? So that's what we're going to have to. That's what we're going to have to delve into. What exactly are we talking about here, right? Oh gosh, should I start this? I mean, it's a whole discussion. Um, yeah. Okay, we'll start now, and then we'll probably go back and we'll we'll, we'll go over it. We have we have like five more minutes. Let's just do a little bit of a, a taste, a little taste. Right. He says, if I was pogim in the osiyud, because we know that all mitzvahs are hanging, so to speak, on the shem havaya. The Italian that they're hanging bespheres like the spheres kaanavim iskala, like uh, grapes on a, like uh, that are all like in a, in a, like a cluster. Like the Zayir says, We're talking about the Esther Spheres of Atzilus. Right? That the whole idea of, the, of the, all the mitzvahs is to fix up or to, right, to fix right, the, the secrets of Hashem's name. 
and it is known there are seven names, which are never erased. But Prati is Hain Yud, right? Um, really, there, there are ten names, Yud Shemos, like the Pardes says, Shemos Hain Hamiskor Haor, Bahachayis, Bahakalim, the Esrospheros, that they are the place of where the Or and the Chayis go into the Kalim of the Esrospheros, the Shem Havaya, who Amshachas Bechinas Chachma, Shem Kale, who Amshachas Or Bechinas Chesed. Like we learned, we, when we learned Kuntus, uh, I mean, Shoris Mrs. Atfila, that each one of the names corresponds to not to a particular Sphira, that the name is the Sphira. Obviously, the name is Hashem, but it's the way. That that name is manifesting a particular sphera. So, for example, Shem Kale. Shem Kale is talking about God. Shem Elokim. It's talking about God, right? Don't make the mistake to think that it's talking about a sphera. He spends about nine chapters in, the, in that mimer explaining <coughs> that. Don't make that mistake. But it's the way Hashem is expressing Himself in a certain manner. The way Hashem is expressing Himself in the manner of Chesed, the way Hashem is expressing Himself in the manner of Vura, the way Hashem is expressing Himself in the manner of Chachma, right? This is the way that this is the way why we have all these different names, right? And when we call out to Hashem in certain names in our davening, we are so to speak drawing Him down to manifest into the world in that way. That's the idea behind it, right? <laughs> so then he says, etc. <laughs> So the question comes out, how am I going to draw down the Orain Sof into the Esra Spheros of Atzilus? You have Esra Spheros of Atzilus, which are Be'ein Aroch to Atzmas Orain Sof. You can't compare the two. You're talking about two different things. Like we say in, in Pesach Aliyah every Friday afternoon. You are wise with a, with a wisdom but it's not with the wisdom that anyone can figure out what you what it is. Right? Then you're not included in, in these midos at all. So this is through the mitzvah. So this is how do we do it? By doing certain mitzvahs. And each mitzvah is talui. It's hanging upon a certain uh, sphera, so to speak. So that's how we are able to suck down, like almost like to pull down like a vacuum, the ore into that keli in order to express his. So basically what we're explaining here is like this. We, by us doing mitzvahs, we are causing there to be a vacuum in a particular keli. That particular keli in the yud, uh, spheros, or in the what we could say, the four letters of Hashem's name in Atzilus, then as it creates a vacuum, that vacuum then sucks down ore that is from above it, and in order that the ore should pump through the Esther spheros of Atzilus, and then eventually to bring down into this world. That's what causes the world to be a better place. By us learning, by us doing mitzvahs, by us Right, doing these wonderful things that we do, what happens is then it brings everything down. It brings and it pulls it into pulls it into uh, into our world. That's the goal of the whole of the whole story. That what we're doing here. However, what we're going to say, and we have to stop now, but in a minute. But what we're going to say is that through, however, being over on transgressing a negative commandment, so we are causing damage. We're causing damage. We're causing holes to take place in these caliphs. 
these holes then cause the ore to go out and to be uh, brought to places that they shouldn't be brought to, namely into the klipas. That's what makes the klipas stronger. And similarly, if we don't do the positive mitzvahs that we're supposed to do, it doesn't create the vacuum, which doesn't cause the light to come down, so there's a le- less light than there's supposed to be in the existence. Right? That causes the klipa to be stronger. So the more that we are doing the wrong thing, whether it's by doing a negative commandment, creating a hole in the keli, or by not doing a positive commandment, which causes there to be a lessening of the amount of ore that's able to be brought down into the system, we are creating the klipa and the sitra acher and causing it to be stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger, which then manifests in our world as the klipa becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. That's the idea, basically. Okay? All right. Mir Tashem, we, we are going to continue this 